All right, welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula, uh, Bobby Maximus, and, and Byron Godfrey. You need to get your ass over to the MaximusPodcast.com. I will repeat, the MaximusPodcast.com. Go in the upper right-hand corner. You're probably doing this from a mobile telecommunicative device because no one uses desktop anymore. You're going to go in the upper right-hand corner, click the three little lines. There'll be a drop-down, click join. Give us your money, 24 bucks a month or $1.99 for the year. You can join the inner circle. There, uh, Joe and I post daily videos. We're active in chats, uh, in discussions. There are numerous programs up there. We give daily workouts. We give advice. Uh, we have a couple cool giveaways we do through there. Sometimes you get some phone time. With Joe and I, uh, we're thinking about making Byron a membership. We're unsure as of yet due to him. I mean, we, we have a very rigorous selection process for who gets in and who doesn't. And it's just, it would be really, it would be really hard for Byron to make the cut right now. I, think. I, I don't really know. I don't really know <laughs> if I want him posting selfies in his little MAGA hat all over the place. Yeah. So that might be a problem. And uh, yeah, you guys should just go join. So the maximuspodcast.com it's what keeps the podcast in business. If we don't get paid, we don't, we cannot do work. Um, I'll have to be cutting neighbor's lawns instead of doing the podcast. And Joe will be doing, he's in Minnesota. He'll probably be shoveling driveways all year, whatever. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, uh, yeah. Just to make it clear, my MAGA stance will make assholes great again and assholes <laughs> and Bobby Maxis. That's not very nice. Not very that's nice, Byron. That's, that's what my MAGA stands for. Make assholes great again. Uh, not, very kind. <laughs> not very kind. All right, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think what's going on this week. Um, oh, you're you, have you prepared for this? Have you actually done your research and, and looked into things, or you are know, you just winging it? You know, I was actually talking to an actor friend of mine today. Uh, I've been booked in a in a fairly big movie, and I am now. I, I'd never heard this term before. But I, I shoot my shirtless scenes in four weeks, and I'm now in what's called in the industry a panic shred. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I love that term, Joe. <laughs> a good panic shred. Oh. So I, am, I am ripping right up. Well, I, I just I want to point out to everyone else that Bobby will not be in this film alone. Uh, I also have uh, several small roles in this, and I'm working on the crew. Uh, and so it is head-to-head who can get the most shred. <laughs> We're going to see what happens here. So, so I'm, I'm going to actually Joe to level the playing field. I'm going to share with you my secret diet that I'm on for All everyone right. here. I, I made a list of everything I thought that Byron Godfrey does and I'm doing the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear this. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. God, I'm waiting. You know, Byron, I don't even know. I don't have anything. I just wanted to take a shot at you. Hey, hey listen. <laughs> it sounds like our boy is still in his feelings after Ronnie fucked him up yesterday in the post. <laughs> that was hurtful. <laughs> I have so many ideas. I want to follow up that video. <laughs> If you guys, if you guys listening, haven't seen, there's a there's it, just a little quick explanation. Bobby's very proud of his jumping ability. Uh, and he shot a little video of him touching some rim and, uh, and his good friend, uh, also posted a video and it was, it was good. It was very funny. 
<laughs> so check it out on Bobby's uh, on Instagram, and then you'll be up to date. And you'll know what we're laughing about. This is what happens when you have friends in the NBA. Like literally, I'm one of the only 40 year olds on the planet that can dunk. The other one being Vince Carter, and everyone <laughs> makes a big deal of it on ESPN when he dunks because he's over 40. What about? Bobby Maximus, I, I can dunk it. Then I send it to Ronnie. And just because Ronnie can get his fucking entire head, in, he thinks that my jumping ability is just trash and ridicules me at every opportunity. It's good. Byron, it's good. NBA Go. tonight, game seven, your Rockets. team, the Rockets. Rockets versus OKC. Rockets. I think, I think. By 20, by 20. I think the Rockets are going to win, but there's this knock against James Harden that he can't get it done in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily fair because obviously it takes a team to win. You got to, you, you need other people and things like that. But if, if they don't win tonight, does James Harden's legacy in Houston take a hit? Um, no, because nobody really expects him to, to, you know, be this clutch playoff player. So it would just be, you know, pretty much uh, business as usual if it happens. But with that being said, I just think they are, they, they can handle OKC. If they're hitting their shots, which is pretty, yeah, you know, I, I, crazy, I, I, I think so. I guess what I'm curious about is Houston from a basketball, well, let's talk sports period, uh, except for the, um, Vile. Um, we don't want to talk about that because they cheated every opportunity, so they don't count in professional sports anymore. But with the other teams, is there generally a lot of like this Houston a pressure filled market? Like, is it like New York or LA or anything like that in terms of sports, or is it more chill? Nah, Houston. I mean, we're we're, we're an Astros town, whether y'all outsiders like it or not. Uh, yeah, we don't put pressure on them. Uh, the Texans, believe it or not, uh, everybody's kind of understood them, them fuckers are going to suck until they get rid of OBZ. Uh, yeah, but nah. You know what I mean? We ain't worried about it. Are you going to be watching the game? I'll be working. You know, and then I'll get to it when I get to it. That's how I feel about, about uh, Houston sports right now. Uh, I mean, uh, that's how I feel about sports. Period. They don't pay my bills, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. All right, I got I, I got you now. Related to that, uh, last week there was another shooting. I think it was a week ago, right, Joe? Yeah. So the police uh, shot Jacob Blake seven times in the back. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff go back and forth on social media about people's opinions on this. Uh, it's been highly politicized, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, personally, I think the police did not act uh, well. I, I don't think they were well-trained, and I think um, they, they owe some responsibility. No, 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 Bobby, they choked. <laughs> Remember? They choked. Yeah, I mean, the president <laughs> said they choked like a golf game, Byron, which, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck to say about that, but the NBA basically canceled two or three day, days of playoff games, went to the owner's uh, the owners agreed to a bunch of stuff. They're going to use their stadiums as voting centers. Um, there were some other things that came came of it. The, the, the Lions canceled practice, Bobby. It was a big deal. Yeah, but it seems they got some stuff out of it. Uh, the, the question I have is, does this go a step further? Byron, you got your guy in Houston, Tillman Fertitta. 
He's an avid Trump supporter. If, if this keeps up, do you think people will shun Houston like as a place to play? Do you think it ever goes that far? Um, man, I doubt it because I, I can promise you, man, so all, half of the motherfuckers in the NBA are Trump supporters, if not more. Okay. Um, you know, Houston, I think when it comes to professional athletes, believe uh, it or not, it's still about a personal feel, how management, how ownership treats you as a player. Um, they're not they're not going to take that social issue that far when it comes to playing I think it's bigger than just the owners you know if that's the case you're going to have a lot of people not playing in New York you're going to have a lot of people uh, not playing in other major markets uh, whose owners uh, support Trump um, I mean, you can go to a place like the NFL if I'm, if I'm getting paid millions of dollars I'm going to Washington and we know that some of bitch is a, is a fucking huge Trump fan they're paying me enough, but then I can do, I can take that money and use it for something else. That's my thing. No, I think that that hits on a good point too. Cause I mean, a, yeah, depending on what you're getting paid is also going to help dictate what you're willing to put up with. But then B, how much is that, that owner's, uh, how much is he coming down on you with it? You know what I mean? Like if you're never discussing it and it never really comes up, it's not an issue. Like the dude can think what he wants to think, but if he's in the locker room, you know, hanging up, uh, uh, you know, banners and, standing up on top of the bench and giving speeches and demanding that, you know, you don't kneel or that you can't use this as your own political. Like I, I would see that as getting to be like, all right, I've had enough of this. Joe, how many people have turned down the Cowboys? Have turned down the what? Cowboys. Oh. And we know Jerry Jones is, he don't play the kneeling shit. He's, he's about, he's pro-Trump and ain't nobody walking away from the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, I just don't think these athletes, uh, for the most part, uh, give, give a big shit about it. Um, you know, you, they're going to speak out. They're going to use their platforms to speak out. But it's like it's like work. If your boss yeah. is a Trump fan or a Trump supporter, you're going to be like, I'm not going to work today? No, you got bills to pay. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? You're going to take that money, you're going to do your own thing. I got well, that's what I'm saying. Account. Again, if I'm working for a company and the, and the owner is, like, coming down on me about it constantly, like, dude, I just, I, you know what? I'll, I'll, find a, I'll find a way out. You know what I mean? But like yeah. that, that if he's not making an issue out of it, then it's not really an issue, you know? And, and if he's allowing me, you know, to, to have my opinions and not trying to change it, like, cool, like we're all good. And then it really is just about, yeah, I need a paycheck and I don't mind working for a guy who, who sees the world differently than I do. Yeah. But if it, you know, if he's, if he's like, like I said, like shoving it down your throat and making an issue out of it where you're like, you know what, I, I need to, to stand up for what I believe and I need to use this platform. And he's like, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like that, that's where I think it would get, it would get hard. And I think they would get backlash for that stuff too. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that totally. Um, as a man, you kind of feel like, you know, I'm not going to allow someone to, to just make me compromise my principles. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, How much you me? And, that's, and that's, I get that point. But um, I don't see really any professional organization doing that. The, you know, Jerry, like I said, uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Jones seems to be the closest thing to that, man. Uh, and nobody's walking away from the Cowboys. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm curious about is the NBA, the NFL might be a bad example, Byron, because I don't think the players have the power in the NFL that they do in the NBA. But there's an interesting thing happening with sports. 20 years ago, if you wanted to make it, you almost had to play in a big market. The internet world has changed that because you can be anywhere now and market yourself. Like, I don't think 
J.A. Morant is suffering because he's in Memphis, which is traditionally a small market. So he's got more ability to do what he wants. But there are a group of players in the NBA who can go wherever they want and will make max dollar. I wonder if issues like this will start coming up for them. Because it's not like your example, like I still have to go to work. Yeah, well, we make minimal wage and, and, and got to roll into a normal job. Man, if you can make $36 million a year, wherever the hell you want to play, you might be able to hold some people accountable in a different way. There's another aspect to this that's worth bringing up, too. If you're making $36 million, that's probably going to affect your own outlook. You know what I mean? Like if if you got a guy like Trump who's really just looking out for millionaires, like you're going to be a little bit more open to what he has to say just from an economic standpoint. You know what I mean? I always say the 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 Republican uh, economic policies are for millionaires and for people who think they're going to be millionaires. Yeah, they're not um, yeah. I, I just, um, when you look at your, your big time, I, I mean, of course, we're going to use LeBron as an example. I don't think LeBron gives a damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he might benefit from that Republican structure. But yeah. I think uh, LeBron, on, on, in, when it comes to this point, I think he feels like he has a bigger obligation uh, and I, I I agree with that. I think that's awesome that, I mean, it, I'm not going to say it's altruistic because there's so much money on the table, but there's also another economic approach to that. His personal brand might actually be worth more than what he would lose in, in, in you know, in, yeah. So it's, it's like, if you're making, you know, a hundred million dollars off of Nike every year, your $30 million paycheck from the NBA might be like, yeah, it's cool, but you know, I'm making three times more doing other stuff then your, your social platform gets to be even bigger. I mean, if you're more popular than, you know, say the current administration, like, cool. If you're more popular than the team you're playing on, like personally, like you're going to have a lot more pull. That's where you're going to get those big contracts, those big opportunities. And, and the other teams are going to be fighting over you. So I think what Bobby was getting at is this ability to self market and kind of create a name for yourself. I mean, look at, look at, uh, look at Kaepernick, right? The dude hasn't really played for a long time, but he's kind of worth something. Like Nike wants to use his image. You know what I mean? So like he couldn't, he couldn't get a paycheck as a player, but he kind of figured out a way to make himself, you know, relevant and, and worth something. He's worth something now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was worth something then. Even when he well, first came out, like he made, he made a shoe with Nike. Somebody yeah. bought that shoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the interesting, the interesting thing with that too is, is like when you take a social stance, because Byron will, will, something you said about Jerry Jones, the Cowboys, it's really interesting to see how he's going to handle this year and how it's going to affect his relationship with the players. We'll see. Um, I think with the Cowboys being the Cowboys, um, Jerry, his arrogance, man, he don't give a shit. You know what I mean? He feels like he can go out and get anybody. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be Jerry. And as we can see, he is Jerry no matter what. Still to this day, he ain't kneeling. He don't want his players to kneel. Uh, he hasn't taken the stance. Jerry's going to be Jerry. I, it's going to be interesting, though, if all the players decide to kneel and he, you know, beats Jerry and runs his mouth. I wonder what will <laughs> happen. I'm actually, I'm actually more interested to see that because the NBA, the NBA is different because, like, Joe, when, when the NBA decided to, to walk out these last couple of playoff games – immediately from the league, there was nothing but full support. Yeah. And I think they learned, 
I think, I think they learn, look guys, like we have to embrace this. We have to go with this. And like I said before, the, the, the benefit of being an activist and supporting these guys and, and giving them that voice has been better than the backlash that they would have received from trying to, to tell them like, no, you can't kneel. No, you can't wear those jerseys trying to pretend it didn't exist. Just looks bad. By, and by the way, there's an impact on that. By the way, it's, it's also an easy choice because the NBA is on the right side of history on this one. Mm-hmm. No one. I mean, I, I shouldn't say no one, because unfortunately there's a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of shit online. There's a lot of racists that live in this country, but like, the NBA players are basically saying we want equal rights, racism should end, police brutality should end. And I think everyone at heart should agree on those sentiments. So the NBA is certainly, it's an easy choice to make for the NBA side because they're going to be on the right side of history. But they fully embraced every single thing right away. Even like I said, the next day, there was a board of governors meeting um, because LeBron basically said, fuck this, I'm done. And so the owners then capitulated all this stuff. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty cool, Byron, that, you know, some of the bigger stadiums are going to be used for voting centers. Right. But here's the thing with, with, with the NBA, though. I, I just want you to think of the demographics. We talk about the NBA. The NBA is a player's league, obviously. Um, but when you think about who makes up the NBA, you know, 80% of your damn players look like me. Yeah. So you better goddamn well get on the horse. Or you stand a chance of, of people like LeBron and, and your big time players. Say, we're not playing. Fuck you. Yep. You know what I mean? Whereas the NFL, they're, they're, it's not that. That's not who comes to watch the games. That's mm-hmm. not really who's who's really uh, in positions of power when it comes to playing as far as players go. Your big name players in the NFL don't look like me. So you're talking about Tom Brady. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about uh, those types of players who are the face of the NFL. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so the NFL kind of has the players by the balls and really has a situation. Like, what are you going to do? You know, so the NFL is a little different than the NBA. The NBA, they have to. You know, when, when four out of five players on the court are black. Yeah. Well, and like I said, again, they're, they're in the back office. They're just running a calculation. Yeah. Like, what, is this, what does this cost? What does it cost us to, 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 to say to LeBron, okay, you win everything you want, man. We're giving it to you versus trying to come down on them. And then that backlash. And now you have all this stuff between the players and the league and yeah, it did, it did, it did. You know, the, the audience stops showing up for games. You just jump on board and you're just like, yep, let's, let's do this. Y'all can wear, you know, whatever names you want on your jerseys, you can put whatever you want on your shoes and we're just going to embrace it and go for it. Like people in the, in the audience are just like, cool. Think about it. LeBron, James Harden, Giannis, Chris Paul, all these guys say, you know what? NBA, fuck you. We're not playing. We're not getting back on the court until you put money behind the situation, mm-hmm. until you back us. And then until then, you play with whatever you want to play with. Right? I'm not watching basketball if LeBron and those guys aren't playing. Right? I don't want to see all the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Right? What, is, what is this, the B leagues? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, the, the NBA is they're going to be on the right side of history. They, they're going to they, lose everything if they don't. Yeah. All right. I, I, I like your, your idea on this. Now, the, the next thing I want to talk about, it's sports related. I want to show you guys a picture. This is Joe's guy right here. Who's that? Kirk. <laughs> he's a, he's, 
He's, he's the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, Joe's own team, I guess. And he, he, is, he is allegedly just fine with getting coronavirus. He used to the quote, if I die, I die. So now, now, now people on the internet are calling him Mormon Drago. <laughs> All right with that. I, I, I dig the attitude. That's cool, man. Holy shit, yeah. this is blowing up everywhere today, you guys. I can't. You know? <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem here. He goes down, and the Vikings have the same problem they've had forever and ever, and that's yeah. trying to establish, like, a dynasty quarterback but who gives a shit about Kirk Cousins? Be honest with you. Don't nobody give a damn about Kirk Cousins no. in the NFL, outside the NFL, anywhere other than his family. Kirk, get it. We don't give a shit. Yeah, man. Don't play. <laughs> Guess what? They're gonna put in your backup and they're gonna keep moving. Yep. Here's the thing, right? though, guys. I I am not one to take the whole Corona thing lightly, and uh, a lot of people have died and stuff. But like. A lot of people are making fun of Kirk Cousins, but I can't say I entirely disagree with his sentiment either. I mean, Joe, if someone offered me $36 million a year to go play, and I think that's what he's getting paid. He got a big contract. I mean, I would take some, what kind of risks would you take for $36 million? You're, you're, you're already taking the risk of like serious injury. You know what I mean? Like your job is already risky. So, all right. So you're, you're telling me I might die. Like I could die anyway. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how his contract is structured. No, but here's the catch. He's getting paid anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You get it? So if I'm him, I'm like, I'm not playing. Yeah, but not, me, I'm not, playing. not if there's no league next year. Because if there's no league right. and no games, nobody gets paid. I get that, but if we're talking about right now, I just, gotta, I just saw a commercial. So, so, so let, let, let me, I, I want to make sure I'm understanding this. So, it's it's like you're going to get paid whether you show up to work or not. Well, like then why show up to work? But that's not how it works in the NFL. You only get game checks. You only get game checks. But here's my thing. I don't know how his contract is structured. We don't know how, how you know, the CBA is with uh, – at least I don't. I, I haven't read anything on the CBA, how it is with this corona stuff. So you opt out, you don't get paid. Okay, that's fine. I'm with him on that now. But he's got me. How much guaranteed money? I think he signed a big hundred something million dollar contract. And he's already got a huge guarantee. I ain't playing. I don't give a shit. So second part of that question then is, is he smart enough to realize that? Or is he just kind of going along saying, gosh, I sure like to play some football. So what if I catch this disease? You know what I mean? Right. And, and let's I mean, be honest too. I mean, even if he does, the dude can afford the medical bills. You know what I mean? The dude is going to get better treatment than the average person. Because he's well, the NFL's gonna pay for it. That's, he has in, that's his employer. They're gonna he has insurance through the NFL. And of course. Well, but I mean, but he's also, you know, celebrity status. So he'll go to the he'll go to the Mayo here in, in Minnesota and they'll treat him like a king. They ain't gonna let Kirk Cousins die on their watch. They might. <laughs> but but my my father in law, they're gonna be like, Yeah, he was dead before he walked in. You know what I mean? Like, it was a two case. They might help Kirk Cousins the way he's been playing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's that's how you do this: is you stand at the foot of the bed with your hand on the plug, and you're like three touchdowns yeah. per game. 
got a plug in for it. <laughs> we'll keep the ventilator on if you can promise me. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know, with him saying, if I get it, I get it. But man, some of these people can't, can't uh, take this that lightly. You know what I mean? You got to... Yeah. You got to understand, man, uh, as, as much as we don't want to talk about it, man, some of these guys are supporting families, they're supporting moms, they're supporting aunts and grandmothers. And if they get sick, they can take that home to people that they're taking care of. Yeah, right? yeah. And that, that may not be the situation to Kirk Cousins. All right. So so one more sports thing for you guys. And then, and then I think I've tapped out. We, we missed a live last week and I really wanted to talk about this. There's a football player that actually reminds me a lot of Byron. His name's Earl Thomas. They have similar tendencies. Anyway, I, I don't know if you remember, Joe, but about five, six months ago, Earl Thomas was held at gunpoint by his wife because him and his brother uh, were, were, were caught double teaming. How the fuck does that have to relate to me? <laughs> and she was, she was big mad at this. So I just want to know if this is fair or foul. Uh, he just got the boot from Baltimore. He got mm-hmm. cut. And a bunch of news outlets and Twitter people and organizations were saying, just saying, but Philly is the city of brotherly love. You should come here. <laughs> so, I just, I just want to know, Byron, if you engage in that type of behavior, like, does he deserve Wait, this treatment whoa, in media? I do not engage in that kind of, don't just out here for the, the lies. First it was Foot Locker, now it's this. How in the hell? The legend is growing, Byron. You know what I mean? This is like you—you you don't get to pick your own nickname. You know what I mean? Like it gets yeah. applied to you. This is this is your history, sir. It went from—I went from uh, selling shoes at Foot Locker to owning a business. Now I'm a man who just called me a gigolo. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I think it is? I think I think Bobby's just mad because I'm—I uh, got some freedom and I yeah, can come I, and go as I please. Well, that—that that should be obvious. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> just you mad, bro? Hey, come to Houston, man. I'll show you. Hey, I'm just we got we got, we got a seminar to do in Houston, bro. I got <laughs> his wife is never gonna let him to Houston now. <laughs> you know, you're listening. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Come on, man. We got a seminar to do. Oh hey, all you all you all you need is a weekend. <laughs> That's all I need. A weekend. <laughs> a weekend in 2000 cash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, you know. I just, Byron, I just need to know if this, is this fair, the way people are treating poor Earl Thomas in the media? Uh, Saying that he should go to the city of brotherly love? <laughs> yeah, man, that's a great, that's a great team, Philadelphia. You, you, know, know, I, you know who I love? Good friend play for the Eagles. Joe, do you know Mark Ingram? Yes. So when this whole thing went down originally, Earl Thomas tweeted, please, no questions. It's a sensitive time for my family. Mark Ingram hopped right on the Twitter. And then he said, he used the N-word to describe Earl Thomas, but he said, hey, and we, we, we got questions. You get caught double teaming a girl with your brother. You have shit to Ooh. answer for. I was fucking dying. So, we got questions, Byron. I, uh, you know what? I, I'm with you on that one. 
You know what? Like, like if, if I, I if, if I, I'm sorry to hijack this, but if I called you guys up, we, we start the podcast to go, guys, man, shit went down last night. Like, what happened? Well, Lisa held me at gunpoint. We're like, what the hell? Well, yeah, me, right. me and my brother double teaming a, a, a girl, but like, you know, I don't want questions, guys. Like, I, like, like as, as my friends, you're morally obligated at that point to ask some questions. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm going to ask you, why the hell are you and your brother? First of all, uh, you know, uh, oh man, listen, I got so much on this one right here. <laughs> I got listen, Luna, I don't even have questions. I got comments. First of all, <laughs> oh my God. Rule, rule number one. Rule number one. One thing you don't do. Uh, man, how do I say this? Uh, there's never, there should never be two man parts involved <laughs> in one female. Okay? I'm just telling you. Where I'm from, nah, bro. You know what you about to do? You about to step outside the room. Mm. Nah, it's not two, nah, it's not gonna happen. Now, two, two women and one guy? Cool. Hey, but two is that guys a girl, double standard? You call it what you want. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm just telling you how we operate here on the east side of Houston, bro. You know what I mean? We're not doing that. So <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, in the words of your president, uh, <laughs> my my president. <laughs> it is what it is. Byron, if this if this does accidentally happen one night, is this like what? I need a minute to Wait. figure out how Wait. the hell that accidentally, <laughs> that accidentally happened. happened. I want to know what this, she was. She was like stuck in the doorway. <laughs> I didn't know this, what was going on on the other side. Is this a situation? <laughs> is this a situation that's similar to choking in golf? Choking in what? <laughs> Did he choke? Golf. That's the question. Man, listen, Byron. Did you hear you was that? Byron, did you, did you not hear that whole thing? Nah. So President Trump was asked about the shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And he goes, "Yeah, I mean, the police choked. It's kind of like when you choke in a golf game, like you know." Like, and you were like, "What the hell is like he talking did, about?" Yeah, didn't they choke George Floyd too? Was that choking as well, wow. Mr. President? Oh. So he's he's been Whoops. under fire for being insensitive because he's comparing yeah. a police shooting to choking in golf. Bottom. You know what else he did? I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was uh, you know, he went to Kenosha, even though the the governor told him he shouldn't, and he was you know touring the the wreckage site, and he stood outside this camera shop talking with the quote unquote owner that this camera shop had been destroyed. Well, the owner sold the business like ten years ago, so they owned the building, but they didn't own the business that was in it. And so the implication was that this was a local store owner who had his business destroyed. And it really wasn't the guy that owned the store said he wouldn't come out there and speak with him because everything he does turns into a circus and he didn't want to be a part of it. Wow. So he basically was talking to the guy's landlord <laughs> as if he owned the business. Wow. So are we, are we out there because we care or are we out there because we're trying to spin a story, you know? Yeah. Well, we know what the answer to that is. Because if you cared, you would actually go visit, you know, the families of the victims mm -hmm. uh, and, and do stuff like that. But he's not. He's out there for 
you know. Longest. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, hey, make America great. Yeah. Holy shit. Joe, I just read something for you. Yeah. Someone put up, and I, I hope it's real. It's probably a meme. It's a Kirk Cousins tweet. that says, I don't fear coronavirus. If I die, I die. Hmm. Matt Stafford responds, I don't know, Kirk. Seems like bold words for a guy that looks like he thinks ranch is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Aaron Rodgers chimes in and says, forget about spicy ranch. Kirk looks like a guy that would ask a manager at Blockbuster if they sell the Harry Potter movies with the spells blurred out. <laughs> I, 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 I know in my heart this isn't real, but I, I, why can't people do something? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. This has been fun. <laughs> and I do, I do, we're going to leave the podcasting world with this. You guys sign up to the Maximus podcast, uh, go to the maximuspodcast.com, uh, join, give us your money. But on that note, Byron, back to the Earl Thomas thing. <laughs> I think, I think I think I think we could get you involved in this and I have an impassioned speech to try and bring you to our side. Are you ready? To your side? What do you mean to your side? You listen. We could do it through a negotiated process. We're giving that a shot. But I am allowed to do it, I guess. But I haven't done it. I may do it. I may do it. And I can do it if I want. If we can do it through a negotiated process. I so that that sound clip, can you guys hear that? Is one of my favorite sound clips of all time. I haven't done it. I may do it. I can do it if I want. Wow. Oh, that's funny. I need to start making memes with that, Joe. Yes. Yes, that sounds like that's got TikTok written all over it, man. Get to work. <laughs> oh shit! Right, oh guys. boy! As as always, this has been fun. Byron will be watching your. I'm actually pulling for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, you know. Guess what happens if they lose? I still got to get up at 4 a.m. in the morning and go to work. Yeah. So they win or lose, I still nothing changed for me. Fair enough. So, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. All right. It I'll always see you guys next time. Pleasure, Brian. I'll be I'll be harassing you by text message. <laughs> What's new? Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> don't I Byron, Byron, don't be jealous that I'm getting so ripped. And Joe, uh, I'm I'm sorry about Jordan Love. Apparently he's not apparently he's not doing so hot. You know what I mean? Uh, Aaron doesn't care to help him either. <laughs> it, you know, guys, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, All, right, I'm out. All right, you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye.